Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Off runner up top, gathers against Nelson, two in the lane by Sireman. Left wing three, pure. Up top for Dumpbrenner. Sireman for his fifth three in the first half. Baylor Sireman. Kicking off hour number three here on Hurt at Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN Omaha. ESPN Tri-Cities and KFOR in Lincoln for this hour number three. We are brought to you by our friends at Dingman's Collision Center. Four great Omaha area locations, family owned and operated for over 25 years. They've got the latest technology. They can work on anything you've got for them. They're working on Andrew's car right now as we speak. And... They've been voted first place Best of Omaha for 18 years running. They are a name and a family you can trust, and they care about the place that they live. They give back with every car repaired. Go to dingmans.com for more information, not just on the places they give back to, but also on whatever services they can provide for you as well. Make sure you go check that out at dingmans.com. Joining us now, on the Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline is our colleague Anna Bellinghausen. Anna, how are you this morning? I'm great. How are you guys? What's up, AB? How we doing? How's the car, Andrew? Uh, the car is fine. She's she's getting taken <laughs> okay. care of as we speak. I appreciate you asking, though. Uh, she was she was in a world of hurt for about a month and a half. She's kind of like a dog. Like you know how a dog never tells you she's injured. Um, like you know if your dog like tore something in its leg like it'll always act like it has nothing's happened to it um that's also because dogs can't speak but neither can my car <laughs> and my car had um some damage for about a month and a half and you know i finally took her to the vet and she's getting worked on at digman's i'm telling you she's good she's gonna come back uh fully solid i feel like sometimes so you know those like carfax commercials mm-hmm. where they're like hey here's the same car next to each other and then they like crush one of the cars <laughs> down and be like this is its actual value i feel like that's what my car looks like <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right I'm, I'm sure our friends will take care of you over there uh, you know, the the Blue Jays last night got a little work in as well, a, a very little work in against the DePaul Blue Demons. And uh, um, just kind of from the start, it looked like Creighton, at least they didn't play with their food, I think is how I heard someone put it. Um, what were your thoughts as you watched that game? Creighton got out to that early lead. Baylor Shireman had uh, those five first-half three-pointers. Uh, what were your early thoughts as you watched – Creighton kind of get out to a dominating lead and then just keep uh, DePaul at well more than arm's length all night. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it was something Blue Jays were waiting for in the the first half great start because it's something that uh, we hadn't really seen in the past few games of a strong first half start. So I think that was really encouraging. And then the only only having six turnovers, I think, is huge for this team and and just correcting those wrongs from previous games and just miscues, miscommunication. It looked like this team was all on the same page and felt like they were really playing together, had a dominating win and, and another important conference win again for confidence and not only that but also the resume and they did get a little help from nebraska last night too for sure uh anna you mentioned those turnovers that's been an area of concern against Creighton, some of creighton's better opponents so far this year obviously depaul does not fall on that list of some of their better opponents so how much can you take away from this game whether it be the turnovers whether it be some of the uh ball movement or or scoring distribution that we saw between kind of the big three how much can you take from this game that you think actually can translate to better teams yeah, I think it's a good question, but again, it's it's a conference opponent on the road too in a, in a different environment. So I think you have to put that into account. And I still would take away that uh, this team's moving better with the ball. And I think regardless of opponent, you still have to do it. I mean, you think back to those early games and the lobs that uh, whoever was throwing it to Kalkbrenner was kind of just not on the same page there. I think that's been cleaned up a little bit. So I think regardless of opponent, it's it's still a, a great step in, in the right direction for Creighton and, and uh, making sure they have more assists than turnovers. I think that's obviously a key. And uh, yeah, I was impressed with the ball movement. I think I don't think you can belittle it necessarily because it, it was a, a team that's not as good in the, in the Big East Conference. But um, again, you still got to show up when it counts against those uh, top tier Big East opponents that they'll, they'll see pretty soon here. But they've got a nice January slate to get things rolling. Now, that's a, that's a good thing to look at, Anna, because, you know, something I paid close attention to were the two losses in Big East play to kind of open things up and how Creighton found a way to respond. And yes, they were against uh, a couple of lower ended opponents in DePaul and Georgetown. But then you go back to even that win against Providence, which was a good one, despite not having uh, Bryce Hopkins in the lineup. And, you know, we talked a little bit about body language to open today about how Nebraska's body language just looks different, how it makes them uh, a superior team because because of the way they look like they're gelling. The body language of Creighton has also shifted since those first two losses in the Big East, and I really noticed it in the Providence win when Ashworth got involved. Because if you remember, I was like, I, I think I told you this either before the holiday break or, or right after, where I wanted to see Creighton get their non-stars more involved. And when he hit that three late against Providence, you saw the reaction from Mac. You saw the reaction from the bench, the team on the court. It just seems like the attitude of Creighton is just different right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it, it comes down to attitude quite a bit in this game of basketball. It's any anyone's game any night, and it's really about what team shows up. So I think getting Ashworth going, he didn't have the greatest game last night. Still seven assists, though, so he was still involved in facilitating. But uh, you look at a guy like Trey Alexander, who had his little slump, if you if you want to call it that, and then he comes back, and he's a little bit more consistent in, in getting up into 17, 20 points. But um, I think another guy they have to get going is Ryan Kalkbrenner. And that's a guy that I do look at his body language for, because I think coming into Creighton, he'll even attest to this. He just wasn't, he wasn't a vocal leader. He wasn't a guy that would speak up a lot, but I think he was really pushed into that role. Uh, I think McDermott really challenged him to, to step up and be a vocal leader. And also Baylor Shireman, because last year, 
the biggest thing I noticed was Baylor was kind of timid at times and not taking shots he might normally would because I think he was just so worried about um, wanting to fit into that role and not overstepping his boundaries. And Coach Max has spoken to this in his press conferences too and talked to me about it. Just He's taken on a different role this year, and I think the keys are almost in his hand. Any time out, any time there's a break during play, he's always going like this with his hands, bringing the team in together. And those are the – those are the little things that you look at when you when you talk about body language of, okay, who's who's in control of this team? Who is the guy they're going to look at when things are going bad, especially when, when it's on the road or someone's not having a great shooting night? But, yeah, I, I would attest a lot of that to to uh, to Baylor. And I think there has been a shift, Andrew. I think you're right in the fact that um, there's just been uh, more confidence with the team. I mean, to start off with two conference losses when you're preseason number eight, that's not a good feeling whatsoever. And they've been there, done that with the expectations, but it's it still hurts when you fall out of the top 25. And I think these guys um, will play with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder as they did last year. So I think it's it's almost a good thing that they fell out and uh, get right back in there in the, what, 22-23 and um, can find a way to, to win ball games down the stretch. And the ones that matter are in March, so you just got to figure out till then. <laughs> We're talking with Anna Bellinghausen of Herd at Sports. Anna, you know, they've got this stretch coming up here, and it, it maybe isn't the, the typical murderer's row of Big East teams, but you've got St. John's, who's won four of their last five. They're all of a sudden playing really good basketball. Then you go at UConn, which is going to be a bear, obviously. You go at Seton Hall which has three top 25 wins in their last five games, and they're playing really good basketball under Coach Holloway all of a sudden. This is a really interesting stretch for them before they get a little bit of a breather at the end of the month month and into February a little bit. How do you think they're playing right now as opposed to maybe a few games ago, and how do you think they're going to navigate this stretch? Yeah, I mean, I think it's better, and – the stat I always will go back to is turnovers because that shows you how on point this team is with each other. How are they playing together? Um, is there miscommunication? What's happening in in that realm? Because we know Creighton's such a good team with ball movement. They're so unselfish. They pretty much have an assist on every made basket almost every night. So those are the kind of stats that I look at that can sort of indicate that. But honestly, I think it does go back to that body language talk and uh, and confidence overall, because I think this this team is an emotional one. I think they show that um, they wear their their hearts on, on their sleeves, if you will. So I think that is a, a big indicator. But as for maneuvering this this schedule, I mean, you look at St. John's and that's not a team to overlook. Like you mentioned, Robbie, uh, it is at home. I think it's going to be a sellout. So I think that will help. Uh, but then you go at UConn and I think that's maybe their biggest test of the year, I would say. Uh I think that'll maybe either expose some things for them of what they think's working really well right now, these past three wins, or it's going to continue to uplift that confidence if they get a win in stores, which I, I think would catapult this season uh, even further for, for Creighton and how they're feeling right now. But yeah, I think it's, I like how the schedule set up and the fact that they don't have three or four uh, top 25 games in a row. Like it felt like they did last year, maybe even more. Um, but I think it's set up in a good way to where they'll be battle tested, but they'll also, um, you know, not be not be too down on themselves if there's one or two losses in a row. I think that's a huge difference between losing six in a row. You think back to last year versus, hey, maybe we'll drop one to UConn. We'll, we'll, we dropped 
one to Marquette and Villanova, but hey, we can get on back on track here and maybe pull off a couple games that we didn't think we would get, uh, especially with UConn. And I'm going to ask one more, and then we're going to play a little trivia with you. We're going to kick Ravi out and uh, and get this thing going. As you kind of like looked across the Big East there, it had me thinking, you know, you, you had mentioned Creighton was top 10 to open the year, and, and if, if people had to guess, they probably put Creighton at third best in the Big East behind Marquette and UConn to open things up. Mm-hmm. Where do you think Creighton is at today? Like, take out the conference records, the overall records, like, whatever, because Marquette is middle of the pack and, you know, UConn's at mm-hmm. the top, which makes sense. But where do you think Creighton is? Are they borderline three? Are they below that number? Where do you have them? Yeah, I think you asked me this what, like a month and a half ago? And I think I said UConn, Creighton, Marquette. Um, that's tough to say. I mean, obviously Marquette beat Creighton, so it's tough to to say that Creighton's a better team there. But again, it was, it was on the road, so I'll be curious to see what happens when uh, the Golden Eagles come into town. But uh, it, it's, it's tough to say. I, I still think Connecticut's a clear number one. Um, so I'm, I'm probably going to stick with that. Maybe you say Marquette and Creighton are a little bit more even right now. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's tough to say. Big East is just really any given night with any team. So it's a tough, it's a tough question to answer. Um, can I have more time, Andrew? That's, that's my, that's my, uh, that's my answer. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll can I let you... you know in like March? Yeah. I'll give you another month and a half. <laughs> yeah. That'd be perfect. Then I'll have a real good answer. All right. Let's do, let's do some trivia. Ravi, leave the studio, take your phone. Um, but Shane normally comes to get you anyway, so it, it really doesn't matter, I guess. Shane, can you play some music for it? Get us the trivia music going. I would huh? love to play some trivia music. Anna, how confident are you feeling today? Because you tied Robbie last time in questions. I did. He got you in the tiebreaker. down on this trivia so I feel like these are going to be really difficult. Ah, we'll see. We'll see. Remember, sometimes I stay relevant, sometimes I get a little adventurous. Here's your first question. And a three players of the 21st century, that's 2000 and uh, 2001 and beyond, have been crowned NFL MVPs that didn't play the position of quarterback. Adrian Peterson was the most recent. Sean Alexander was the first. Who was smashed in between? Was it Randy Moss, LaDainian Tomlinson, or Chris Johnson? Hmm. Ah, shoot. Chris Johnson? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go LT. LT. All right, question number two. Anna, Tiger Woods is the youngest golfer ever to win the Masters. How old was he when he did it? Was he 20, 21, or 22? I should know this because I watched his documentary, but I'm going to go 22. <laughs> so if you missed that question, uh, you know the uh, people in the stream are going to come after you. They're going to come get you. All right, question number three. Anna, which NFL team has won the most playoff games? Is it the Patriots, the Cowboys, or the Packers? Mm. So you would think Patriots. Oh, but you got to think history probably. Mm. I'm going to go Packers. 
Didn't sound very confident there. <laughs> I don't know. It could be Patriots, but I feel like that might just be recency bias with, uh, with Brady. But Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Tiebreaker question for you. What average? What is the average head speed of Tiger's driver moving at when he makes contact with the ball? So this is in miles per hour. What do you think? Oh, I'm just giving it to you. Yeah, remember the tiebreaker is closest to? Yeah, 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 I know. Um, I'm gonna go, I have no idea. Uh, 98 miles per hour. Thank you, Anna. Bring Ravi back in, Shane. Uh, the king has arrived. Fashionably oh late. Anna, how you feeling? Not good. I mean, I'm never going to say feel good about this trivia stuff. She says, so. not good today, Robbie. That's how she's feeling. She did, she did say that last week. Yeah, Anna, you, you, you lowballed me last week and said you didn't feel good about it either. So I don't know if I believe you. Okay, Robbie, you ready to go? Let's do it. Question number one. Robbie, remember you get one Hail Mary. Okay. Three players of the 21st century okay. have been crowned NFL MVPs that didn't play the position of quarterback. Adrian Peterson was the most recent. Yep. Sean Alexander was the first. Who was smashed in between? Oh, God. Come on now. Um. Okay, those were the two I definitely knew. You're welcome. <laughs> <The> three. <laughs> How dare you? Um, all right. Hold on. I can do this. So, Alexander was early 2000s. Adrian Peterson was like, oh, 8, 10, somewhere in there. So who are we looking at? I want to... I don't want to use my Hail Mary this early. <laughs> but I'm going to. Let's give me my options. All right, your options are Randy Moss, LaDainian Tomlinson, or Chris Johnson. Oh, dang it. That didn't help me that much. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so Chris Johnson had the 2,000 yards. Like Michael Penix throwing to Roma Dunze in the first half. Right. Didn't uh, help him very much. You know, I know Chris Johnson had that 2,000-yard season, but I don't think he won the MVP. I, I'm going to go with LaDainian. He deserved it if he didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie's award. <laughs> yes. Robbie's MVP, my personal record book. All right, Robbie, question number two. Tiger Woods is the youngest golfer ever to win the Masters. How old was he when he did it? Okay, it was 1997. Which, which only helps you if you know when he was born. Make him... <laughs> he's currently 48, which means 97 was... Uh, so he was... Was he 21? Is that right? 20, 97 was 27 years ago. I'm gonna say he was. I'm gonna skew a. I'm gonna say he was 22 years old. Question number three: Which NFL team has won the most playoff games? Ooh, like ever? Ever? NFL team won the most playoff games ever. So I feel like this is gonna skew recent because the playoffs are longer than they used to be. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Patriots here. And the tiebreaker question. Okay. What is the average head speed of Tiger's driver, move, or what is Tiger's driver's head speed moving at when he makes contact with the ball in miles per hour? Okay, this is the tiebreaker. 
Alright, so I think the really good exit velos are in the high hundreds. The club speed, I think, is less than that. I'm guessing... I want to say... 112. Thank you, I don't feel good today. <laughs> I'll be honest. That was a tough one. I feel like you're ratcheting up the intensity on me a little Let's bit here. Let's go through the answers. Okay. Um, what makes me laugh there is you said uh, the head speed is is high hundreds, and then you went 112. No, the, I said exit velo. So oh, the ball coming velo. out. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. The ball coming out is what all I All right, all right. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. I forgive you. <laughs> All right, question number one. Anna, you ready to go? You Oof. ready to see if you won? I'm ready. I don't feel good today, ready. Anna. That was a tough one. <laughs> All right, guys, three players of the 21st century have been crowned NFL MVPs that didn't play the position of quarterback. Adrian Peterson was the most recent. That was 2012. Oh, okay. Sean Alexander was the first. That was 2005. Who was smashed in between? Was it Randy Moss, LaDainian Tomlinson, or Chris Johnson? You both said LT. You both are correct. Okay, nice. Question number two. Tiger Woods is the youngest golfer ever to win the Masters. How old was he when he did it? Was he 20 years old, 21 years old, or 22 years old? You both said 22. You both are incorrect. Is he 21? He was 21. Gosh, I, I added one. <laughs> Dang it. Well, you did what... Like the the perfect thing because who knows when his birthday right, actually yeah. was? Yeah, like I knew how old so he was. So was he twenty two yet? Yes. Was uh. he still twenty one? Gotta remember, I think Tiger was born in December, and the Masters was are it, before. Yeah, in it's in August. A, a, the Masters April? is in. Was it in August during COVID? I it's think in it April. April. It's normally it's April. normally April. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so he was in the front. Dang it! Uh, and question number three, tied at one apiece, which NFL team has won the most playoff games all time? Is it the Patriots, the Cowboys, or the Packers? Anna, you said the Packers. Ravi, you said the Patriots. I did. The answer is the Patriots. Yes. Oh. Yes. The Cowboys have actually played the most playoff games. Right. Yeah. But haven't won the most. And the Packers I threw in there because they won the first Super Bowl. So sorry, Anna, I tricked you. That's, uh, that's literally what I was thinking about. But don't worry, Anna. You still would have lost because the tiebreaker question of Tigers – Average head speed for his driver when he makes contact with the ball is 122 miles per hour. Anna said 98. Wow. Ravi said 112. Okay. I, I feel okay Ooh. about that. Anna, right now you're 0 for 2, but you'll get him back eventually. I will. That was a tough I got, one. I'm going to swing in Anna's wheelhouse of, at one at one point in time, like where I ask yes, Royals please. questions. Yes. Oh. And I ask a lot of uh, – maybe I'll ask some College World Series questions. That'd be okay. great. Yeah, yeah do that. Handle, do that. I think I Anna could, lived and breathed those moments as a child. I think I could I think I could hang in the College World Series. That was, that was kind of my wheelhouse for a long time. Royals might be tough. I was a big, like, Joe Randa guy in the early 2000s, but that uh... – Ravi, I need you to make sure that <laughs> next time we do trivia, you look up all of Anna's videos because maybe the question is, who was the last person Anna interviewed? <laughs> I might have to do – yeah. I, might... I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I was going to say, she wouldn't even get that one right. She's like, oh, was it a supernova? I might have to – might have to, you know, hit the books a little on my Royals trivia. That's uh... – mm -hmm. That's a good one there. So I've got, don't worry, I've got plenty of resources I can, I can tap for my Royals info. There you so, go. No, I'm sure, listen, I feel like you guys are going to start skew these, skewing these away from me to, to try and get me an L here. No, I, I would never do that. It feels like that's what's happening. It's all right. It's all right. Listen, 
You, you, you sit on the top of the mountain. People are going to come for you. Uh-huh. And you know what? Just like, <laughs> just like you, like, you know, forgetting how to say words today, you've yeah. been on the top of Everest all day. I have. It's, it's oxygen depletion. That's why I can't say anything right today. Uh, Anna, we appreciate you joining us as always, even though, you know, you didn't didn't come hang out with us in person. That's okay. Yeah, we get it. We get it. We'll give you a yeah. pass. Shane actually put deodorant on today, too. We we'll, couldn't fine. believe you. We'll uh, give you a pass to today, come. but uh, we'll check it. We'll uh, check in with you again next week. Anna, have a good rest of your day. Yeah, thanks, guys. See you, A.B. That's Anna Bellinghausen. Coming up next, you uh, you know, you mentioned Tiger Woods there a couple times in that trivia. There was some big Tiger news woods this week, and uh, I'll be honest, it, it had me a little nostalgic for my childhood when I heard it. Maybe and, a uh, little somber a as little, well. Yeah, maybe, you know, you know, just uh, we're very reflective over his career. We'll get to that next year on Herd at Sports Radio.